Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. And Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm so pleased that you're here because we've got a wonderful guest for you for the entire hour. And we're going to be talking about some really cool concepts and some really and some really important things if you are interested in a little bit more operation from your heart than your head um this this is this be the show for you so i hope that you'll stay with us for the entire hour and uh we've got one half of and i would like to say the better half is not here today and i know that you would agree with me that uh that uh, your lovely wife is uh working somewhere today and uh, so that you're going to be with us for the entire hour chris agafi how are you today sir thank you so much kevin yes i'm very well and uh yes my better half is a uh, full-time cardiologist and right now she is uh, saving lives in the hospital so yes yes she my does. better half. and and I, <clears throat> I hope to never meet her professionally by the way I, a lot of people hope that, yes. There's a lovely person outside the hospital and in, in the hospital in the, in, with the hat of the cardiologist, she is phenomenal as well. I, so. got, I gotta ask you because she is, she's, a, she's obviously a doctor and she's mm -hmm. a cardiologist, but mm -hmm. she also has been working with Eastern medicine and with um, spirituality in a bunch of different ways. How does that work in the hospital setting when she is so much more than Western medicine. Yeah. Well, I, I think um, um, she would explain it a lot better than I could, but uh, it's true when I say that she is uh, pretty much one of a kind uh, cardiologist. Um, she is um, specifically sought after for this specific reason because she does treat the, you know, the, the, the biological pump, the heart, right? But also... Um, tends to go into more Eastern practices as well and, and psychology and, and um, you know, dealing with the, the core wound and, you know, so it's, it, we're doing that, you know, healing the spiritual heart. So she does balance both in her practice. I would have to say that if I had to go to a cardiologist, mm -hmm. I would want to go to her because I think that she operates from a wholly different place yes. than a lot of cardiologists do. Yes, very true. Very true. And because she operates from the heart and she's caring about the individual and she really wants to see things go well, which is why you are and her. Uh, I was reading your bios and you guys came together while you were in this search for mm -hmm. a different type of lifestyle, a different type mm -hmm. of spirituality. And mm -hmm. you kind of, how did you, how did you actually meet? Yeah. So we met uh, 20 years ago. Uh, we met at a wedding, you know, the, tip, the you know, the typical uh, story where, you know, she cut the bouquet. She said, oh, she, oh, did. Was, yes, she, did. she said, I will never, you know, um, go there and catch the bouquet. But then, you know, she elbowed her way to the front of the group and she leaped forward. Literally, this is somewhere on a, on a video and I should put it in slow motion because she did leap and she caught the bouquet. And so that's how we met. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a beautiful um, first uh, love of first sight story. Um, but I would say like, so, like many um, love stories and, you know, couples coming together, uh, we were completely, I would say, unconscious. 
um, in the sense that, you know, uh, we had no idea what consciousness was. We had no idea what, you know, living a heart-centered life was. Um, this was somewhere in the, you know, in the dictionary, all these words, but not in our vocabulary, right? So, um, you know, we, um, we went on that path, uh, you know, in, in that way, you know, just coming from the core wound, you know, from the conditioned self, from the, uh, the core, the patterns, the conditioned patterns for about 10 years. And, um, you know, it, it worked out. It worked out really well. Uh, I, I, I would say like many couples. Uh, but then 10 years ago, something, uh, something happened where uh, our life kind of took a turn and things started shifting. And um, we were not, we were changing. So we were not okay with the way that we were. Uh, we were still very much in love, of course. We're still very much in love right now. And our, our relationship grew, but we changed. And, um, you know, um, we know people that, that have hit these walls in their own personal growth, um, especially if only one of the partners grew, but the other one didn't. And then, um, unfortunately, they end up in, in divorce. And um, we, um, we stuck it out somehow. We, um, we figured out a way. We figured out a way to stay together and to grow together and to thrive. So we've been, uh, you know, we've been kind of doing that for the past 10 years um, and really accelerating our, our growth. And at one point, just looking back, and I mean, of course, we've had a lot of people around us asking us, like, what are you guys doing? What's, what's going on with you guys, you know? <laughs> and um, that prompted us to, uh, I think maybe about, what, five years ago, four or five years ago, to really stop, you know, and, and look back at our life and say, you know, what did we do? You know, what, what, how did we, you know, manage to get here to where we are and what are we doing? And let's codify it. Let's put it down on paper. Let's see how can we uh, create a, um, you know, a, a program out of it, if you want, or a lifestyle, you know, and, and share it. See what happens. So that's, no, yeah. No, go ahead. No, no, that's, that's, that's the story, basically, in a nutshell. Well, you know, it's because um, you, you, hit, you hit it right on the head a mm -hmm. lot of times. When someone, and I, I like to put it into terms of like, okay, so why am I really here? And mm -hmm. what am I really here to do? And a lot of times, one of the marriage partners will be having that conversation with themselves. Mm -hmm. And the other one says, well, I like the way things are. I'm not really interested in changing and doing yeah. any of the, the things differently. And what's, go what's going on with you? And why? what have you done with my husband? Or what have you done with my wife? Because mm -hmm. they're changing. And mm -hmm. it's remarkable that the two of you were able to do it together. And mm -hmm. that, that had to build a stronger bond. It did. It did. Absolutely. And uh, I have to say, you know, it was not easy. Uh, we hit a lot of walls. And I think even looking, even now looking back, I would say that um, the most challenging thing about growing together uh, was the fact that, uh, just like you said, we got used to, be, uh, to, our, to ourselves or to our partner being in a specific way. And so every now and then when they would change, we would say, but hold on a second, I don't recognize you as being this way. And then I would, you know, this is what I would do with, with her, with Madalena. So she would start changing. And at one point I'll be like, but hold on a second, this doesn't seem familiar to me. 
even though I see some positives, it doesn't seem familiar to me. And so I would almost reflect back to her, the old self, her old self, and that would stifle her growth. So, and then of course she would do the same to me, right? She would remind me of my old self. And I'd be like, oh yeah, I remember that old self. Oh yeah, that felt comfortable. Let me kind of go back there a little bit, right? But that was the most challenging part because, you know, as, as human beings, I mean, as, as, as much as we're growing uh, and we're being intentional, and that's, that's one big, big piece of our, our lifestyle, to be intentional. Um, I always say we always swim against the current of decades of conditioning, mm. right? We've, we've been conditioned throughout our life since our childhood to, to be in a specific way, to think in a specific way, to believe, to have certain beliefs uh, or t- certain um, uh, presuppositions about life that we believe to be true. And we get so comfortable with those. They become part of who we are. They become almost part of our identity. And so when we change, when we, when we start changing and, and growing, we hit against this current that always wants to like, no, 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 stay the same, stay the same, because this is where the comfort is. This is what you're used to. So that's been the, 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 the biggest piece, you know, that's been a challenge. Did you find that in the course of time mm-hmm. that there were friends that you had maybe 15 years ago, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. that for whatever reason, because you're, I, I kind of attune it to vibration, mm-hmm. that you're vibrating at a higher level. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times folks that are vibrating, it becomes uncomfortable for them mm-hmm. to do. And unless they understand what's going on, did you find that, th- that there were friends of yours that you just kind of, that kind of fade away yeah. No, that's a great question. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, we've noticed that. And um, there, were, there were people, that, friends of ours, that, that were questioning what we were doing. They were looking at our, our you know, life. And again, we've been very intentional. So we've been reading tons of books in our life, you know, uh, programs, um, immersive experiences, all sorts of things, right, to, for this purpose, to grow and to expand more into, you know, it's funny, I say to expand, but it ultimately is, is, is to come back to ourselves because right. through the conditioning, we kind of tend to leave ourselves. So it's just about coming back to ourselves. And so um, because they couldn't understand what we were doing, they kept saying, like, why are you, you know, wasting so much time on these programs? Why are you wasting so much money? Why are you reading these types of books instead of these types of books? They couldn't understand. So you know, slowly, slowly, they kind of faded away. They just disappeared out of our life. And that, in a way, it was sad because, you know, we love those friends. But at the same time, what I've, what I've come to realize is that um, that created more space in our life for new people that vibrate at the same frequency as us to come in our life. And, um, and then, of course, there are certain friends that um, they, they uh, started realizing, like, well, they were asking the same questions. Oh, why are you doing this and why are you doing that? Why are you spending so much time and wasting so much money? But then they no- started noticing some changes in us, and they were got curious, and they asked us, well, "What what are you doing? What have you been doing? You know, give me a list of things." So, um, some of those friends they started uh, joining us on on our journey, and uh, it's kind of funny because uh, just the other day we went to dinner with uh, these friends, and uh, they told us, you know, um, after they've been on the on their own personal spiritual journey for the past two years or so 
uh, and they they confessed to us, so to speak, at dinner. They said, you know, two years ago or three years ago, we used to judge you because we didn't understand you. Why would you spend so much money and time and doing all these things? And now, after they've done some of the things that we have gone through and, you know, lived this type of lifestyle, uh, they were looking back and saying, oh, my God, I can't believe I wasted all those, you know, all those years not doing that. So, um, yeah, definitely. Some people just fade away and some people just tend to gravitate more towards you. Do you find that you're, since you've been on this, this walk or this, this journey, mm -hmm. do you, do you find that over time, um, you are getting the sense and the bigger sense that this is what you were destined to do all along mm -hmm. and it just took a particular moment in time to kind of turn it on? Mm. Mm. That's a great question. Um, how should I put this? I today, where I am today, having gone through what I've my my journey so far, I would say I cannot imagine living life any any way differently. Yeah. Um, because to me, see, it's it's not about and um, you know it's not about you know okay we've been conditioned to look at life from the point of view of uh, or through this lens of uh, you know right and wrong, good or bad. Um, you know, and to me, that's, that's so disempowering. What's more empowering is to ask the question, like, is this empowering or is this inspiring? So to live life the way that my wife and I we live right now, which is a, an intentional heart centered way of living to us is so empowering because, um, we have a philosophy if you want, right? A way of looking at life and a way of interacting life from the place of the heart, um, that it is so empowering and inspiring. And I cannot even imagine living life any other way. And I'm not saying that this is the way, the best way or anything like that. But we've tried different uh, ways of living, conditioned ways and, and uh, ways that um, we were told this is the right way to live life. And it wasn't. And this is a lot more empowering to us. Well, it's got to come from the, it's got to come from you. It's got to come from the inside because that's, yeah. that's where it all resides. And in fact, you guys started a business and started working with people and coaching people. Mm -hmm. And by the way, if you're interested in finding out more about what they're doing, you can go to heartq.com or www.heartq.com and you can find out all about them. And there's some great pictures there and what they offer and, and the coaching that they do and and it really is important that you so so let me ask you this because i know you were on a spiritual walk see i, I had the same thing happen to me it mm -hmm. was a couple of friends of mine got together and we, i was i was lamenting the fact that it's like this can't be it you know mm -hmm. i was talking with my um a couple of um, um relatives that were very religious and they were talking about the end of life and, and life after death and stuff. And I said, mm -hmm. well, this can't be, that can't be just it. There has mm -hmm. to be more to it. There's got to be a reason why mm -hmm. we're doing it. And in their, in their minds, it was, no, you're going to just going to go and you're going to die and you're going to sit on a cloud and you're going to worship God. Well, mm -hmm. it's not enough. And so mm -hmm. we were sitting there talking with a couple of friends and they looked at each other and they said, you know, we've been having the same conversation. And so that, so that led to, 
moving to into a different direction mm-hmm. just like just like you guys are but at what point because there was a point in time a clear decision that you guys made where you said okay we now need to give back and mm-hmm. we need to help other people achieve what we are doing do you remember that conversation or what the what the circumstances were around that yeah yeah no absolutely we do and and uh before i share that i want to share something that you mentioned earlier that uh, reminded me of a of a quote or something that someone said which was to me was so powerful you know you you mentioned that um your your friends or relatives were saying that uh you know you you live and then you die and then you go and on a cloud and worship god all right so you you live and you die yeah. The quote that to me was so powerful and so inspiring because it applies not just to life in general, but also to uh, points in life, stages in life, right? So the quote goes, um, I guess it, it, a wise person is, is talking to, is speaking to someone else and saying, you know, to you, um, life begins and life ends. To me, life appears and then disappears. Uh. That to me is so powerful because it implies a continuity. And then at one point, so you exist and then life appears, you go through life, you have the experience of life, and then it disappears, but you continue. And it's the same thing with um, stages of life or events in life, you know, where something happens and we are not prepared, so to speak, to, to deal with those things. And we are so wrapped up in them that they suck us in and they become our entire life. However, I found that if I look at those things as, you know, I, I am living a full life and then this event appears and then it disappears, then I continue to live a full life. To me, that, that is a lot more empowering. And, uh, so to us, this moment of, of, um, feeling like, Okay, it's time. It's time to give back. Appeared at one point in our life, right? And um, again, it was about, uh, I want to say about four years ago, where, um, you know, we, uh, we were asked by, our, by people around us, like, what, what are you guys doing? You know, obviously, you're very different. You are um, starting to manifest things in your life that, you know, we couldn't believe it was possible. And so um, we're just, there were questioning that. So we decided to look back and say, okay, what have we been doing? How are we living our life? And uh, let's uh, put it on paper. And so about four years ago, we decided to um, create a, uh, this, what we call now heart Q, you know, heart intelligence, right? Because again, we talk about IQ, uh, you know, intellectual intelligence. We talk about EQ, emotional intelligence, and then heart cue, heart intelligence, right? And, um, and what, we've, what we've noticed is that at every, the common denominator was this um, living from the heart, this inherent connection to our heart, always coming back to our heart, you know, what, what, you know, what we call heart resilience. And I, dis- I differentiate between resilience, just on its own resilience, and heart resilience, Resilience, I would say, is the, um, this powerful human trait of, you know, when you fall down, you get up and you go again. And then you fall down again, you get up and you f- go back out again, right? It's a very powerful trait of, of, uh, of, our, of, of our humanity. But that also has this inherent, I would say, bulldozer approach. 
Meaning like, you know, okay, I'm going to get up, I'm going to dust off, and I'm going to keep going no matter what. Great. It's amazing. It, it works in most situations. However, we go forward with the same consciousness that got us there in the same place. So we tend, we're, we're bound to repeat the same mistakes. Yeah, of course we learn, but we tend to repeat the same mistakes over and over. So what we say is to practice heart resilience. And that is when we fall down, we rise and then we come back to ourselves. We come back to ourselves and check in with ourselves. Like, okay, who am I that have created this situation? How can I change so that I don't repeat the situation, but I, I create something more amazing, more beautiful, you know? Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I, I, I think that's beautiful. That, and that, that <laughs> I was thinking while you were talking about the heart and stuff, has it, did it ever, you know, like dawn on you guys that, that you are about heart intelligence and, uh, your wife's a cardiologist. Did that? Did, did you guys ever make that connection? Yes, it it, it dawned on us uh, afterwards. Uh, uh, to be honest, we, we never intended it that way, but it just. And to be honest, it's it's um it's very interesting. And I'm gonna um, you know kind of like let you in on a little conversation that my wife and I have about heart cue in general, about this this journey and this thing that we are, you know, that this journey all that we are giving back to people. So. HeartQ is not just something that um, we have created um, based on our life experience. And now we're putting it out there and say, here, do this thing as well. Because it worked for us, it's going to work for you. Yes, that, but not just that. HeartQ, what we've realized is that it's this live thing. It's, it has a life of its own. And us intentionally creating and living the heart cue lifestyle always invites, and I don't want to say pushes us, but always invites us to step up and to live even more fully from our heart. You know, we have this, this, um, this belief. It's, it's, it's one of our core principles that whatever we uh, share or with our community or whatever we teach, um, we must have, we must embody it, or we we must have done it at some point in our life, and it worked for that stage. So we never teach just theory; we always teach what we what we embody, right? So this, you know, we always want to, you know, give, share the most powerful thing, and that invites us to always step up and always live life from the heart. Do you find that while you're doing that, that mm -hmm. when you're thinking about what you should put in your course or what you could put in your course and, and, mm -hmm. and talk to people and stuff, do you find that experiences tend to show up that give you more experience and more resilience and more learning about a particular thing that you'd like to talk about? Because I, I would guess it's just me, but I'm guessing that that when you, if you were to say we would like to incorporate this, but we don't know enough about it to really that that experience will show up for you, so that mm -hmm. suddenly it's there, and so you can you can deal with it or talk about it and and incorporate that into your program because it's an you're right it's an evolving thing, it's not mm -hmm. just something on paper. What you're doing is evolving all the time. I would guess. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's a it's very much uh, a live um, entity of its own. It has its own life. So 
I will I will say this. Um, what we um, teach is based on um, on a spectrum of of um, science and spirituality. That's why you know we always say that we bridge science and spirituality, right? So everything from science, psychology, <laughs> and and spirituality, right? And so there is the 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 science part, which is based on on hardcore research. Um, and then there is the psychology part um, that's based on you know core wound trauma and things like that. And then there's also the spiritual part, which is again, like you shared earlier, um, has to do with a lot with vibration, right? and and connecting with with yourself uh, and with your heart in order to create those vibrations to attract um, those 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 um, situ- those um, life experiences that not just help you grow, but, you know, life is being created at the intersection of me, who I am now, and whatever life offers me in that moment. That's Mm -hmm. where the the spark happens. So yes, we are always open to that. And, you know, we do use our, um, you know, we do use meditations, for example, that are very heart-centered in order to 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 manifest or to create those vibrations to 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 attract in our life uh, whatever we do want, and they do happen. You know, I mean, once we've been on this path, I cannot tell you we live in a constant stream of synchronicities. This is the best way I can I can put it. It's a constant stream of synchronicities. So yes, it's all it's all coincidence, isn't it? It none of yeah, it none of it has a purpose or or a, a reason. It's just. Just all coincidence, which is really not the case at all. Not at all. No, no. It's uh, everything is is uh, if you t- if we think in terms of vibration, you will attract what you are, always. So that's why when we say, okay, we want to a, uh, attract a certain experience in our life, or maybe a certain person in our life, a guide or um, anything like that, then we realize. Then we ask ourselves, what do we want to create like how do i have to change in order to to attract that kind of life here's the thing we are all guided by unconsciously by uh questions we continuously ask ourselves questions and then our brain is an amazing amazing machine right um biological machine starts looking for answers and starts looking you know strategizing and about how to manifest that how to get to your goal and all these things Okay. Yep. And and so, you know, when when we say that we want to create something, um, some time ago, my my wife wanted to create a a, a um, to take some time off and to create a um, a uh, what do you call it a sabbatical. And in her world, it, they don't exist. They just simply don't exist in in, in the medical world. And so, um, she started changing herself to say. Things like, I am worthy. How can I create this in my life? And it is amazing, after we started that, how things just coincidentally worked, where all the right things lined up. And yes, it manifested. I found that in in, in my own life with, with the things that have happened and that I could go chapter and verse going back, you know, 40 years of directions in my life that have changed and, and whatever. And including the fact that it was a surprise that 
at the very same moment that my job with a uh, major food company as a district manager, they sold Mm -hmm. to somebody else and was going to move the branch away. And so I didn't want to work there anymore. At the same moment, KKNW, the radio station, flipped their format from a news format to a programming format that I could attach myself to. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I called them and the, the gal said, well, it's pretty amazing that you're calling because we're just about ready to flip the format. Hadn't been announced yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and so, and that, that continues. It continues yeah. all the time. I believe firmly that me talking to you today was preordained and it was an, an important thing for both of us to do for other people who will benefit from the message that you and I are talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I do want to add one more piece there because I, I, I feel like it's very important. And this is just some, you know, a, a way that we live our life. And, and it's been absolutely amazing for us. So, you know, a lot of times we want to create something. We want to manifest something. We want to attract something. You know, it's a goal that we create for ourselves. Um, I would, I always caution my clients because, you know, we create those goals from our mind and our minds are limited. Our minds can only project forward what we have already experienced. So what we believe is possible for us is only is based on what has been possible so far for, for us in, in the past. So <clears throat> inherently, what we, you know, the goal is limited by our mind. So every time we, um, you know, we, we set a goal for ourselves, we always say, oh, gosh, I, you know, I, I want that or more or better. Okay. So that's one way to, to kind of, I guess I would say, to, to interact with the universe and interact with life. Another way that we, that we practice is to completely open yourself up and say, I am completely open and I, will, I receive anything that comes towards me. Okay. Now, for those, for that to, a lot of times people will be like, but oh my gosh, how can I do that? Like, what if I cannot handle that? Well, there are two, two components, two belief systems that you need to have in order to live life um, on purpose, connected to your heart in this surrender. One, it's, it's imperative that you, that you have an inherent trust in the universe, that you believe that whatever life gives you is for you that somehow it will benefit you. You don't know yet how, but you remain curious to find out how that will be. So that's number one. Number two, you you must build this trust in yourself that whatever it comes, no matter how scary it is, no matter how hard or challenging or, you know, in the, in the unknown realm it is, because it's the unknown that scares us, right? Um, you know, you know uh, Tony Robbins says... Um, you know, we all love surprises, but we only love the surprises that we want, not the ones that we don't want. <laughs> right? That's so true. It's That's so true. true, right? So to to uh, have this trust in yourself that whatever life gives you, you can handle it. So if you believe that if you believe that whatever life gives you is for you, and if you believe that whatever life gives you, you can handle it, you open yourself up, and magic happens. We've done this in our life so many times. Even us being here today, it was through a again a stream of of um, synchronicities that brought us here today. And and yeah, no, keep keep going, brother. You're doing great. 
Yeah, no, it's it's and um, it's just a way to for us. It's always again um, doing it from the place of the heart. Okay, um, and when I say that, I'm always asked, "Well, what about the mind? What, what's wrong with the mind? Why not the mind? Or you know, why why not the spleen or whatever? You know." So the heart is is even in scientifically proven that it it is it has its own energetic center, right? It has its own magnetic field. And um, it even has 40,000 uh, neurons, you know, just like the brain has neurons. And so, you know, HeartMath um, has done tons of research for decades on this, right? So there are actually more information going from the heart to your brain than from the brain to your heart. So the best way that we found to live life is to live life in this, you know, uh, what HeartMath calls uh, coherence, heart-brain heart coherence. And that is that where we open ourselves up to, to life, but from the place of the heart, with non-judgment, with complete trust, and, and we allow the heart to dream. We always say the heart, the, the mind thinks and the heart dreams. So we allow the heart to dream. And um, it, we, we teach ourselves to listen because we have forgotten. The, the, our heart speaks to us all the time. It's just that we have been in our minds for such a long time, for decades, with the inner chatter that we have forgotten how to listen to our heart. But if we pay attention, the heart always whispers. It's always there and always whispers. And, you know, if you do practice this, this you know, the heart cue lifestyle that, that we, we, we teach, you know, you learn to, to, to open yourself up to the heart and to hear the, your messages. And then you connect with your mind and say, okay, mind, look what I got. It's a jewel. Let's go, let's go create something. Okay. Again, always with this open, open, um, uh, open awareness of of um, what else is going to show up. Um, if I would say to anyone that is um, still has fear of of you know of the things that life is giving them, or anxiety, or or any such you know emotions or feelings, I would say approach everything with curiosity. You know, that childlike curiosity where you are, oh, my God, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know it's going to be amazing, right? I wonder how this is going to be for me. I wonder what life is going to show me. I wonder how I'm going to become better, right? And this is another another huge, huge piece. It's not just about, you know, desiring something and getting it. Yes, that's amazing. That's great. You, you know, you, you anticipate something that you want to create in your life or to manifest or to achieve, whatever that may be the case for you. And then you think, you tell yourself, I'm going to be so happy. Oh my God, when I achieve that thing. And then of course, you know, you achieve it. And then what, maybe an hour, a day, maybe a week or a month, right? Goes by and then it all goes away, all that happiness, because now you're going on to the next thing, right? But exactly. happiness is found in that journey towards uh, your goal so we always say don't focus so much on the goal yes look towards it go there but focus more keep your focus on yourself and who are you going to become at the end of this journey of achieving your goal when you achieve your goal don't say don't celebrate yes i have achieved my goal well of course do that <laughs> but but the bigger celebration is let me let me see who have i become on this path, on this journey. That is the powerful thing. 
Do you find that there are people who just can't get, for lack of a better term, their brain around mm -hmm. the fact that they can operate from a different place? That it's not a matter of, because the brain, at least mine does, it argues with me. Mm -hmm. um, I, it's like, can I, I can do this. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't, you know, and, and it, but it argues back and forth. Yeah. Do you find that people, there are some that, that, but when I see, you've got me all discombobulated. So if, <laughs> so, if I, so let me, when I'm operating from my heart space, yes, then it becomes a life becomes a terrific, wonderful, exciting adventure. Mm -hmm. Cause I never know what's going to happen next, but it's always going to be for my best benefit, whatever yeah. that happens to be. Yeah. So it's, it's, if we're operating from your head, mm -hmm. you don't get that benefit. Is that in my? Is that right? Yes, it's very true. And the reason is this, um, and it has to do with our conditioning. Um, our conditioning as a, as a, you know, as a human being in this life from when you, from when you were born, and it also has to do with um, generational conditioning, evolutionary conditioning of uh, you know us as a human species. Okay, so what do I mean by that? You know, let's go back thousands of years ago when, um, you know, you had to deal with the saber tooth and you lived in small communities. And so the, the, the safety component was not there. Right. You were um, there were you, you were surrounded by by threats everywhere you went. Right. Yep. So um, before I even say that, you know, OK, well, actually, no. OK, so um, it was safer for you, if you were walking down a path and you saw a rustling bush, it was safer for you to assume that that's going to be some kind of a dangerous animal and, you know, move away or, you know, just go somewhere else, go around it, than to assume that it's just a, I don't know, a cute squirrel and then get eaten, right? Right. So by, by that definition, we are literally the descendants of all the people who assumed the worst because the other ones that didn't got eaten. They're dead. Right? They're dead. They were, so, they were lunch. Yes. So we are the, the descendants of all the people that assumed the worst. So now fast forward over, over thousands of years of this type of conditioning, uh, you know, and also from the environment, but also passed on from parent to child. Okay. We have learned to ask ourselves this, we have been conditioned to ask ourselves this um, two primary questions that we continuously ask ourselves in every situation and unconsciously. We don't even, it's so buried so deep that we don't even hear ourselves asking this question. Those two questions are this, am I safe? And do I belong? Now, uh, they're yeah. connected because the do I belong has to do with the safety one. So the, the, the very core question is, am I safe? In every situation, we ask ourselves, am I safe? You know, maybe you're having a, a conflict with, with your spouse or, you know, it's a feeling of unsafety and you always ask yourself, am I safe? And so you put it in your armor, you, you know, your spear, whatever you, you use in your conflict with your partner and that's how you interact with them, right? Now, do I belong? That's the very next question that also has to do with safety, because from you know time immemoria, 
if you do not belong to a social group, you're out on your own and you're not safe. You're not going to live. Right? You're not going to live. Exactly. So now, you know, if um, and then this in, in this context also comes that question that we've also been conditioned to ask ourselves, am I right um, or am I wrong? Is this good or is this bad? And how does this play into the belonging question? Well, in, if you are in a social group and you are right many times, then you're going to be elevated in that group. You're going to become maybe even a leader of the group. However, if you are wrong many times, if you say there's going to be fish in this part of the water or you know, lunch, dinner, whatever, right? And then you're wrong. It isn't. And you've been wrong many, many times. Your social group is going to be like, well, I don't, we don't, you know, you're not benefiting us anymore. Yeah, we we don't want you in the group, and they're going to exclude you. Fast forward to today, this is still happening today. For example, the corporate world, right? If you are right many times, repeatedly, in 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 your job, you're going to climb up the corporate ladder. You're going to become a manager. You're going to become a director, and so on. However, if you're wrong many times and you make many mistakes, so to speak, right, you're mm-hmm. going to be eventually fired. So this, this feeling, this, this need to belong has to do with our safety. Okay. Right. And, and, uh, and I lost the train of thought because you did ask a question, but, and I was going there, but I forgot and, the question that you were asking. No, that's all right. Because I was going to, I was, so that means then mm-hmm. um, if, but when we talk about belonging, Yes. We can actually raise the numbers of people that we belong to to then include all of humanity and then include all of the universe mm-hmm. because that can be part of our tribe. And that changes everything, doesn't it? It does change everything. And I also remember the question now. Okay, uh, but yes, <laughs> uh, it, it does change. Um, I would say that it changes um, at a conceptual level because at the end of the day, you still have to physically interact with people. And if, let's say, two people, two or more people uh, interact from a place of, um, you know, conditioned patterns without the, you know, conscious awareness of of themselves, you know, um, conflicts tend to happen. And, and yes, it's, 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 it's true that we do belong conceptually to this larger community and it does just knowing that makes us feel good. But I would also say that when you um, go out in the 3D world, so to speak, and you interact with people, if we do not, you know, elevate the consciousness of humanity and bring more, you know, bring people into more awareness of themselves, then we're going to continue to interact from that uh, same consciousness that create conflict in the first place. And that's why, <clears throat> and I'm coming back now to your initial question about, you know, living life from the mind versus from the heart, because you have the chatter in your mind. So, you know, um, again, we, you know, we, we have these questions in our mind that we keep asking ourselves all the time. These are the, the basic ones. On top of those, you know, am I safe and do I belong? On top of those questions, we ask ourselves questions all the time about, am I worthy? Um, can I do this? Uh, am I skilled enough? Uh, am I beautiful enough? Whatever. All these questions that we ask ourselves, right? And um, all of them because we want to feel safe and we want to, to, to belong. 
Now, if we, we've spent all our life at this, at this level, in our mind, asking ourselves all the time, question, 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 and then trying to find the answer. And we tend to, like you said, we have a conversation with ourselves before we even have a conversation with other people. And we convince ourselves for, you know, of whatever is true, quote unquote, even before we even get to experience what, what we can create, right? Our limiting beliefs is our truth. And that limits us from going out there and creating something different for ourselves. So that's why I, we say that, you know, in order to live life from the heart, you, you do have to uh, intentionally and consciously um, drop into your heart. And that, that, what that means is quiet down the mind. You know, there are different ways to, to just quiet down the mind and, and start asking different questions. Start asking empowering questions. Uh, for example, um, I'm, let's say, um, I'm about to go on this podcast, okay? And I could choose to ask myself, or I could, if I let my mind, my, the fear and all of that, ask myself, I, I could say, oh gosh, I remember this one time I, I, I messed up on that other podcast or whatever, that other experience. Um, I, what if I do this again? So if I ask that question, my brain will be like, well, yeah, of course. I mean, if you, if you did that in the past, you're probably going to do it again, right? And how am I going to show up? What is my energy going to be like when I show up here? However, if I show up saying, okay, I don't know, what ha whatever happened in the past happened in the past that does not define me right now, and I ask myself, what can I create in the present moment with Kevin? Or, you know, what am I going to learn in this conversation about myself? How am I going to become better at the end of this conversation, um, you know, in, in some way? What wisdom can I allow to pass through me that will surprise even myself, right? So if I ask these questions, then I'm going to be, I'm going to show, I'm going to be in a very different energy and I'm going to show up a lot more open, trusting, trusting myself and trusting the universe. You said maybe perhaps my most favorite word in the entire dictionary, mm -hmm. and that is trust. Mm-hmm. You have to learn to trust yeah. yourself. You have to learn to trust the system. And and that doesn't mean like we were talking about the law of attraction or or yeah. it, it doesn't mean that you're going to say, I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow. And if you're not a millionaire tomorrow, then it's failed. You don't know yeah. the timing of when, you know, but you can put stuff into 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 action. And then it, we, it, I've got I've got I got something that happened 20 years ago that came back positively to affect me today, 20 years later. Hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it happens all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah. so I, I, and I really love what you say. You make it very easy for people to understand. Mm -hmm. And I want to get your website out there again. If you want to go to their website, which is heartq.com, um, I love it. It's very easy, and even I can do that. That's, that's <laughs> pretty simple. You have um, to make it easy, yes. But they, they've got a 21-day program. Before we go, talk a little bit about the 21-day 20 day mm. program that you do. Yeah, yeah. 21-day program is called Unleash Your Heart. And it's, it's, a, uh, it's actually a very powerful program uh, that we, we've kind of condensed, you know, the, the, the most essential parts of our 10-year experience into this 21 days. And we only focused on those things that will move the needle the most for people. Because again, we can 
we can talk for hours and hours and I can share with you philosophy, but this would be the, those things that will move the needle the most. So the program itself is, is um, constructed in, in, in bite-sized uh, content so that people can digest it easily. You only need maybe you know, between 10 to 30 minutes per day, depending on how much do you want to devote to yourself, okay? Um, and it's, it's kind of uh, split in three parts. The first part is, is the, basically the uncovering, where we go into uncovering who you've been conditioned to be, but actually you're not. So we start removing all these masks that you have, um, that have, okay, that have kept you safe for all this time. And we do it in a very safe container, very compassionate container, right? We don't just remove them and then we leave you with nothing, okay? Uh, completely naked, no. So it's, it's, it's done in a very uh, thoughtful and heartful way. So, we, so again, number one is we uncover who you are not, who you've been conditioned to be, or you, but you're not. Second part, the second week, basically. Now that we know who you're not, let's discover who you are. So let's connect with your heart. Let's connect with your passion. Let's connect with your core values. Let's create them if you don't have them, right? If you, you always have core values, you're just not aware of them. That's what drives you anyway, right? So let's bring everything into the light. Let's, bring the, let's shine the light of awareness on, on you, that authentic version of you, that highest version of you, right? So we do this in a very, very heartful way, very uplifting way. And then... Third one is, is, is okay, okay, now, you've, now you, you know who you're not, and now you know you've discovered who you are. Great. Now what? Well, now let's create. What do you want to create, right? So we go through an entire week of um, envisioning and starting putting the building blocks to, to creating the life that, that your heart really dreams of. You know, that, 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 that whisper that keeps coming up every now and then and says, ah, oh, I want this for you. I want this for you. You deserve this. You know, we start creating that. And in that, you know, we, we, and it's very action-based. It's not just this ideas and all of that. No, no, no. It's very action-based. We work on, on um, uh, action steps. We work on habits. We work on um, um, even, even um, uh, reasons. We tend to always make all these grand plans and action steps and, you know, put everything in the calendar, but then we have reasons. So we work with those as well, you know? So it's a very comprehensive um, uh, program that will really kind of, you know, bring you back as we, as we say, bring you back to yourself so that you can actually live a heart centered life, an authentic life on purpose. I really like that. And you, you guys have worked it out so that you, you, um, Forget who you're not. Then you discover who you are, mm -hmm. and then how? Now that you've changed, how are you gonna how are you gonna make that work for the rest of your life? Yeah, and to continue that path. I wanted to ask you: there, there are people that are going heart and thing and what energy and mm -hmm. is your heart your soul? Mm. That's beautiful. So we talk when we talk about heart. Uh, it depends on who you ask because we've talked about. Heart cue, and we brought this to um, cardiologists, right? And so for them, it was very much like, "What are you talking about? The heart? What heart? The heart is here. It's like this pump, this thing here, right?" And so, yes, there is the biological heart, then there is the the feeling heart, the energetic heart, the spiritual heart, right? We all have these hearts. They they're they're all present in us, and 
I found that the answer to that question is, and you may or may not like this answer. I, I, I put this up front is whatever you feel is most empowering and inspiring for you. Because if you believe, if you feel that my heart is my soul and that drives you to be, to live life in an authentic way from this place of the heart, amazing, beautiful. If you believe that the, that the soul is something separate than your heart, than your you know, human experience, and your heart is a way for you to connect with your soul to this you know higher version of yourself or whatever you you know your soul then let that be your driving force in life you know it's again we always say this thing and there is no one way to view life there is no one way to get to your heart and we kind of chuckle when we have these people or you know Say, this is the way. This is, you know, one, two, three, four. These are the steps. This is how you get there. No, there's so many ways. There, there are individual ways. And we're so different. And we embrace this, this uh, differences and, and, you know, this magic that we all are. We're all. Uh, I agree with you 100%. And, and the thing is, the day of the guru is gone, in, in my opinion. Um, we should not, as, as an individual... You need to follow your heart, what's inside of you and how you feel about something, not what somebody else is telling you how to feel. Yes, yes. And that, that is such an important uh, message that you just share right now, because a lot of times we tend to, uh, again, you know, this, we've been conditioned this way. We tend to think our way through life. How would it be to feel ourselves, our, our way through life? Again, the, the, the mind thinks, the heart feels. And to allow yourself to feel, but I would say without a story, okay? So feel whatever comes up, whatever experience you're having, feel the feeling, but you know, without the story of, oh, this is why I'm feeling this way and this is what, whatever story you're creating in your mind and just let the feeling permeate your body, your, your being, and then ask yourself, okay, this experience that created this feeling inside of me or this person that created this feeling inside of me um, is this expansive to me or is it constrictive? And which way do I want to live life? Personally, I would say expansive, right? I always want to expand and I always want to, tr you know, I'm, my, my question is always, how can I expand the person I'm talking to, right? Even with my, my wife is, a, you know, is masculine energy, female energy. I'm always asking myself, like, what can I do? How can I expand her more, you know, into her feminine energy, right? So it's all about expansion and back into ourselves. I got to tell you, we, we've been talking with uh, Chris Agafi, and I got to tell you, young man, you are, you are truly gifted at what you do. And, I, mm -hmm. and I'm really excited about having you in the studio a couple of weeks from now on a Monday. Yes, together with my uh, with my wife, with the where the the whole the good, the good doc will be there, and yes. uh, and we're gonna have a, we're gonna have just a wonderful time. And as a matter of fact, I have to I have to go to get ready for my next show. But before we do that, mm -hmm. um, first of all, go to heartq.com. Mm -hmm. Secondly, I would like you to take a moment to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know, anything that's on your heart that you would like them to know. The ones that are listening now. And the ones that will listen to this far, far, far into the future. Mm. Thank you for that opportunity, um, Kevin. 
I would say this. In everything that we want to create, there is a part of us that believes is possible. And at the same time, there's a part of us that believes it's not possible for us. So until you believe that whatever you desire in your life is possible for you, it's, it'll be an uphill battle. So always ask yourself, who do I have to become in order to create the life that I want to create? And when you ask that question, quiet the mind and just listen to your heart. It will come as a whisper. It will be soft in the beginning. But when it does come, it will be clear. And trust it. Trust, trust that answer. Trust yourself. And trust that life is here for you. This is a playground. You know, go forward with curiosity, that childlike curiosity. What is around the next corner? What am I going to discover? And, you know, yeah. And I'm very excited about the next corner. And what's, what's coming around. It's, you know, uh, life is, um, I used to think life was hard, but life is fun. And nice. it's, 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 you know, it really is. It's just, it's just, a, it's a good time that we're having here. So by the way, Chris, thank you so much. Go to heartq.com. Um, if you wait right there, I got to do this and I'll be right back. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.